How about these battling bucks? Bounce left side, picked by Hayes. Throw to second one, to first, picked by Santana. What a double play. Gonna try and score, no, he's held up, and now they've got a double play chance. Rodriguez will throw to second, here comes the throw back to the plate, and they do it! Yes. What a job! What a job! Bounce left side, picked by Hayes, throw to second one, to first, picked by Santana! What a double play! Hey guys, just want to jump in here quickly to let you know that we do not have a video portion to the podcast this week. We did record on video, both uh, Ed and myself, with Mike Crawford, our guest, whom you'll hear from shortly, but unfortunately, the video file was experiencing some technical issues, so just wanted to get that out of the way. There's not a video portion, just the audio. Additionally, because we did record this on Friday, we didn't discuss the non-tenders of Osvaldo Bido and Hunter Stratton, which occurred on Hunter's birthday this past Friday. We'll be talking about that in next week's episode and going into further detail with regards to that stuff. But without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the 412 Double Play Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Michael Castrogano. Joining me, my double play partner this week, back after a few weeks off, Ed Wassel, and our guest this week, account executive of New Business Development with the Pirates and co-host of Boys in the Berg Podcast, Mike Crawford. Man, good to talk with you again. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good, Mike. How, how's everything going? Uh, I know uh, it's it's been a while. Um, I think... Geez, last time we talked and, and Ed too was uh what what game was that? That was at a game last year, right? Yeah, back in June. I toured I don't have the schedule oh, over my laptop anymore, so <laughs> it took everything <laughs> down out of uh, frustration. But uh yeah, like mid June, something like that. We backstory on this, we were walking through Ed, myself, Ed's son Isaac, and my brother Steve, all in our podcast shirts. And we're, we're talking to Mike, uh, trying to get the O'Neill Cruz jersey. I think you had there. I'm guessing since you called me last yeah, week. Yeah, I got you. That, it was a I sign. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I so, I'm not the one that uh, really is ever involved <laughs> in any of the uh, drawings. Uh, so everybody's like, "Oh, you're calling me for the jersey or whatever." I'm like, I, "Listen, I, I don't even know whoever <laughs> no. wins that stuff." So. Uh, um, nope, I'm not calling you for that, but, uh, you know, I, I want to call you anyway, so. All right, next time you can call me for that. We're obviously going to be talking about your work with the Pirates in the tickets department, but first, as a podcast, kind of have to talk about it. You're wearing the shirt for everyone who's watching on the video side. You can see that on the audio side, the Boys in the Berg podcast. Talk to us about that. Uh, you guys released an episode last week after a bit of a hiatus. Uh, just talk to us about right. 
how that came about and, and what you guys talk about on this podcast. Yeah, so um, really kind of came about, uh, it was just me and, and a couple of my, my buddies from, you know, from high school, uh, Mike Sawula, who is without a doubt, you know, my, my best friend in the world, uh, you know, we've been, uh, you know, friends since uh, T-ball and, and stuff, right? So, um, you know, one, one of those guys that just, uh, you know, has always kind of uh been been the guy to bounce uh sports off and then you know kind of hang out and just talk about sports and all that kind of stuff um and brendan kringle um is is the other guy that, that we kind of started it with it was the three of us um you know just wanted something to kind of stay connected really because uh, i was away at college um down in, in myrtle beach i went to uh, coastal carolina university um, so it, it was really was a way for us to stay connected. Um, you know, being able to talk every week, talk about sports, which is something we loved. Um, and at the end of the day, those two kind of, you know, gang up and, and rag on me a little bit. So, um, it was, it was one of those things where, um, we, we wanted some way to be able to have some structures to, to kind of stay connected with each other. Um, you know, being 600 miles away, it was kind of hard to do that with a lot of my other friends. Um, so it, it, it was really nice to have something like that. Um, we started it in 2020. Um, actually, crazy enough, it was, I think, February of 2020, we put out our first episode. We had talked about it forever because um, we're like, hey, we're going to talk about sports with each other anyway. Let's, why don't we do something with it, right? Um, and it was kind of before like that big podcast boom of, of COVID. Um, but of course, sports podcast in February of 2020, uh, there, there came some challenges. So, um, I think it was maybe like two or three weeks in, we, we released like maybe two episodes and then the shutdowns happened. So we were like, all right, well, what do we do now? Um, and so we took, you know, uh, a little bit of a break and, you know, kind of picked it back up. And, um, now it, it's getting hard with, with people's schedules. Um, you know, especially when, when we're, you know, the pirates are in season, um, you know, I'm working, um, most days and nights, you know, at, at games and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, Mike is, Mike is actually, uh, in the air national guard and, and, and PA. So, um, you know, him being in the Air Force uh, kind of makes things interesting when he gets a surprise deployment, which has happened a couple of times. So um, it's, it, it's you know, it's going good. Um, we, we love doing it. I, I just would like a little bit more, you know, consistency with it um, at the end of the day. But, you know, I, I can't really complain. Um, at least now, you know, I'm back home um, with, you know, my, my buddies around. So um, the reason for staying connected, um, isn't necessarily the case now, but it's still something fun to do. Um, we kind of have added a couple of different elements. Um, our one good, really good friend, Joe Smeltzer, um, is, is also joining us a lot. Um, he's actually a beat writer for, uh, Nittany Sports Now, uh, for all you Penn State fans out there. Um, he writes for Penn State football, basketball, uh, covers it all. And, um, you know, he's super good at what he does. Um, also can name every single World Series champion, games, how many games it went, who won it, any notable stats. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, 
And then my brother actually has hopped on. Yeah, my brother's hopped on a few uh, episodes with us as well. Um, and we'll have a couple of different of our, you know, kind of friend group on from time to time just to, um, you know, BS and talk about sports. So that's really all it is. And, and we do mainly focus on Pittsburgh sports, um, obviously, with all of us being from here. Um, but we do, you know, dive into some more national stories, especially when it comes to um, like college football or um, even, you know, baseball, if a team, um, you know, is, is, is getting hotter or something, right? Like, we'll, or hockey, especially during the playoffs, um, we'll, we'll dive into that a lot. But um, focus on Pittsburgh sports, but definitely dive into the national scene a little bit. Okay, cool. Well, excited that you guys are getting back to that. I know you had like a six, five month hiatus on that. So hopefully get more yeah. regular episodes, especially <laughs> Steelers seem like they're positioned for a division run now that Browns and Bengals are without a quarterback, potentially, for the rest of the season. But uh, we're baseball. We, we mostly yeah. talk Pirates. So we're going to talk about some bad news that we received this week. Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported Johan Oviedo was experiencing, quote, serious right arm slash elbow issues. Now, nothing's been confirmed. It does seem likely that he's heading under the knife in some aspect, whether that's UCL, Tommy John. So I'm going to pose this question for both of you. How much does this change the Pirates approach this offseason, if at all? And I guess I'll start with Ed on this one since he's been MIA for a little bit. (laughs) Well, the priority was already starting pitching going into free agency. I think it just puts that much more pressure to sign. Can't really say one of the top guys because that's, you know, it's not going to happen for Pittsburgh. But you have to get, you know, someone on the lower end of the top tier. I mean, you saw how he struggled with starting pitching to end the season with only two, which, you know, could have contributed to his injury to begin with. But now it's, you know, essential. Yeah, I mean, I, I think scoop one of these on guys up. I think like the the biggest thing, like you said, Ed, was kind of going after some starting pitching to begin with. Um, I, I think that this obviously shifts the focus more towards that. Um, I know people out there would like a, a first baseman or um, even some people want a second baseman uh, and, and stuff like that. But I think now you're you're honed in on, on the starting pitching uh, on starting pitching role. Um you got guys that can fill a spot at first base if you if you really really need to. Um, and and Jared, I mean Jared Triola really impressed me last year all over the place. Um, definitely showed more power towards the end of the season that I really like to see. Um, and, and defensively, if you put him anywhere on the field, he's gonna he, he's gonna perform right. Um, but also, just want to throw this out there before before we get any deeper into this for anybody uh that might be wondering i have zero inside information to anything right so um we're still gonna press you right yeah you still have the pirates on your um, linkedin there so we gotta ask yeah i but um no i mean i i have you know my opinions just like everybody else does and uh what you know my wish list is and and stuff like that but um, I have absolutely zero information as to what what the plans actually are, but I just I I want to throw that disclaimer out here very quickly because um, I can I can see that uh, ending in a couple of different ways if if I don't. But 
Yeah, I mean, I'll just say, I think Ed and I have a very, very low chance at our workplaces of Ben Sherrington or Travis Williams walking by. It's a little bit higher when you're at the park. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I think actually yesterday he uh, he walked there. Uh, Travis at least walked through the floor, maybe. Uh, or no, no. Maybe that was last week. Yeah, sometime. Yeah. I don't know. The, the days all run together at, at, at this point. But um, no, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you, Ed. I think starting pitching was a focus going in, and now it just – heightens that even more and and one guy i don't know um what your guys thoughts are here but one guy that i've been super super in on um was, was jack flaherty like i i would i would love to see jack flaherty in a pirates uniform next year um i think that that's definitely the kind of guy um like you said like he's not a a, a tier, you know top of the best of the best kind of guy but he, he's a solid option that can easily come in and, um, you know, be a, a, a good number two to Mitch Keller. Now, unfortunately, you need to go and find a number three uh, to, to replace Yo- Oviedo. Um, you're going to get Brubaker back at some point uh, early next year, you would assume. Um, you would also assume you're going to get Paul Skeens early next year, too, and then hopefully you, you kind of get something out of Quinn Priester, Luis Ortiz, Rowanzi Contreras. So the, the pieces are there. I, I think, um, you know, to, to put it together, it's just a, a matter of waiting and seeing how it gets all put together. I don't think, and, and I've talked with some of the other podcast guys, I don't think that the expectation is that they'll be relying on schemes early next year. He's, he's right. one of the most talented pitchers that's come out of the draft in years. Uh, many people have put him up there with like Mark Pryor and Steven Strasburg level of just talent and, and showing performance when he's coming out of the draft. But he does have some stuff that he's going to need to work on. They're not going to want to rush that kind of arm. And Brubaker, as you mentioned, he's coming back from Tommy John. Uh, the Fort has spoken on a couple podcasts and, and publicly saying that he thinks that his timetable is going to be accelerated. He's already gotten into a throwing program at the same time. They're not going to want to rush that because you can really easily re-injure same thing with Burroughs. Right. Uh, he's right. somebody who I was really looking forward to debuting in 23, hoping to see him in 24. I think he's going to be on an innings limit and it, it's not going to be early season or very early. So reasonably they've got to get, three starting pitchers and Jack Flaherty has been a name that has been talked about a lot. When I talked to Mackie a couple weeks ago, Flaherty was one of the guys at the top of his list because he's shown that he can pitch really well. And that's great. Although he had a couple years with Mike Maddox uh, in the Cardinals you know, at the Cardinals uh, team. And for some reason that started to slip. And then when Maddox left, he got even worse. Oh, Maddox just got a ring with the Rangers, so <laughs> it's clearly worked out well for him. Right. So definitely some holes to fill, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but some holes that they did fill as far as with the roster, some pre-Rule 5 draft picks. The Pirates added their 12th and 18th ranked prospects per MLB pipeline, uh, 10th and 11th per Baseball America, I believe. Pitcher Braxton Ashcraft, who 
has had some injury issues, but was once a highly touted prospect. And infielder Shumsi Cheng. No Jace Bowen, but uh, these were two of the top guys who fans and you know, guys like me who have a platform have talked about in recent months as potentially being added. Were either of you surprised by the results? And I'll start with Mike on this one. Uh, I wouldn't say surprised necessarily. Um, I mean, I like expected um, I expected uh, both of those guys. I would say to be to be added um, to the forty man. I, I want to say, uh, I, and I could be um, a little off on this. The, the forty man is only at thirty nine, correct? Um, as of yes. right now. So I was a little bit surprised to not see Jace Bowen uh, at it, especially after his performance in the fall league. Um, I, I just think that especially having that kind of a, um, you know, month and a half or whatever it is that they play out there. And obviously being on a team constructed of guys from four or five other teams who all obviously have eyes on the fall league. I just think that, um, you know, if you've got a guy like that, that, that really, you know, goes out there and, and shows out and performs well, if you have a chance, I, I think somebody's going to take a, take a chance on him. Um, granted, that means he's got to be on the, uh, active roster for the entire season. Um, I, I don't know if he's necessarily ready for that or if another team thinks he's ready for that. So that could be a, a big factor into why he wasn't protected, but, I, I I wouldn't say I was surprised by by the additions. All right, Ed, your thoughts on Bowen being omitted and these guys being added? Was there anyone else that you thought could have been in contention there? No, I, I pretty much agree with Mike 100% on what he said. I, I do think someone's going to probably pick Bowen up on us. I, I kind of expected him to be added as well. But that could be like a midseason return. Um, it's it's tough taking a position player in Rule Five, like you said. It's, he's probably not going to stick on someone's active roster this year. Well, I but will it say is that a risk that you take by leaving him out there. Twenty twenty three in hitter friendly Greensboro, and then got a cup of coffee in Altoona, but it was really only a couple games. I was just checking to see. So eight games, 33 plate appearances, but his uh, strikeout rate, it did drop this season in 22 at Greensboro for the full season was 32.1% in Greensboro this past year in 2023, it was at 24 and a half percent, which is, is pretty reasonable, but he's still so far down and is not like uh, Leover Paguero a couple years ago was added to the 40 man when he was still just getting to double A. But he was very young, had that like talent and, and big kind of rush behind him. Bowen, I think, is super talented, very versatile defensively, can play first, really can play all over the infield, all over the outfield. And the reports we were getting out of the Arizona Fall League were that he was a plus defender at many, if not all of those positions, which is kind of crazy. It's possible that a team is able to find a spot for him but I just don't think the bat's quite ready yet. So I agree if he's picked that he'll, he'll probably come back by midseason or have several phantom injuries to kind of uh, take care of that. 
to stay with another team, but it, it's definitely a risk leaving a, a guy off. I think, we, Ed, you and I were both very disappointed last year when Blake Sable wasn't added. Felt like maybe he wasn't going to be a catcher long-term, but the bat definitely would play. And he put up positive war with the Giants. I think he had 12 home runs mixed of uh, playing in the outfield and catcher. But uh, we'll see how that goes going forward. But also this past week, awards and uh, Pirates obviously only got a single award this year with Key getting his well-earned gold glove standing alone on the team. But we had a number of unanimous awards across Rookie of the Year, both of them in AL and NL. Cy Young, Garrett Cole got his first unanimously. And MVPs announced on Thursday. We're recording this on Friday, so last night. Also, both of those were unanimous. So it's hard to look at the results and say that there were surprises, but I'll ask it anyway. For you guys, were you surprised of like on these winners uh, or surprised that it was unanimous in so many cases? And Ed, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, I guess I was a little surprised with Otani being unanimous only because this season was shortened due to injury. I thought maybe that could hurt his stock a little bit, but, you know, very deserving. Acuna, I mean, I don't think we've really ever seen a year quite like that before. So definitely not surprised there. Cole, deserving. Uh, Snell, deserving. Not unanimous, but deserving. Both rookies, hard to argue with either of them. The only one that you can kind of question for me is the AO manager of the year. I feel like it could have gone to uh, Bochi. Uh, but, you know, Bochi had a much more, say, vet, like I a mean, veteran he, team. He had no issues with position players until maybe later on in the year. So, when, like Mitch Garver, I think, had some injury issues, and they had to trade for some guy named uh, Austin Hedges <laughs> to kind of fill some innings. But... <laughs> he had some pitching issues. I would have honestly, going off the AL manager, I would have gone with um, the Rays manager, Kevin Cash. He had so many yeah, injuries I, to the starting rotation. For, for me, though, you can't you can't fault a, a manager no, I know. for not having I'm injuries. Saying, like that's <laughs> that's a lot still more to team overcome to a World Series. Bochi had Seager and Simeon. And Adolis Garcia, and just like such a, a rich, the bullpen wasn't good. Right, like I said, he had he had a much more veteran team, so I understand it. But all right, Mike, your thoughts yeah, on it? It could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean, I hit the, hit the nail on the head. I think. I mean, no, no real surprises. Um, manager of the year is it's like coach of the year in any sport. Like it typically goes to the guy that wins the the championship at the end of the year but like at, at the end of the day is was he really like the best coach or the best manager like maybe not um i i agree with you michael i think like kevin cash would have been a really good choice for al manager of the year too um i mean yeah bochi's a great manager we know that from his time with with the giants but was he the manager of the year you know, maybe not. I, I know he didn't actually end up winning it, um, but it, it's 
I, it's nice to see it go to somebody that didn't win the championship, right? Because it seems like that's usually the default, um, you know, uh, criteria, I guess, for for manager of the year is, is they win the championship. But um, and, just and like Ed, I was a really little surprised on. Oh, unreal! Yeah, unreal season. So um, like, they're insane props for, for like a a mid rotation yeah. and a bunch of rookies for them to have a hundred plus wins in the AL East is kind of mm-hmm. nuts. Even with it being a down year for the Yankees and Red Sox, like that's a tough division. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I think like I've heard you know a ton of people say it too. Like if there's a mold that the Pirates are going to follow it's the baltimore orioles um developing young talent getting that young talent here and you know go out and get the guys that you need when you're ready to right um i know we've been uh a little i don't want to say upset but over the years of not necessarily spending at at certain times but looking at the bigger picture it's like okay well what would you know, one or two superstars guys really have done for that team, right? Like, were we really ready to go out and do that? Probably not. But we're getting there now. Like, with, with again, the young guys coming up, the young guys performing. Um, starting pitching has taken a hit, obviously, uh, in, in the last year. So it might take a little bit to rebuild that. But um, getting back to the awards, um, I think – is just I don't I don't even know how to describe it like he, he was not human <laughs> um this this year that was absolutely unreal um what what he did 4070 yeah. is something probably that we'll never see again I uh, that's I don't know we might. unbelievable Acuna might do it again it, next well, year yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, with the, I, I think obviously a big factor into that was was the pitch clock rules and the pickoff rules and, and everything like that but hey it was exciting watching him play. That that that's what they wanted at the end of the day. Yeah, and he he's the first forty forty MVP winner since Jose Canseco back in eighty seven, eighty eight, something like that. So Bonds didn't win his forty forty year. Alfonso Soriano, A Rod. So I don't. It wasn't a slam dunk, but that was a really impressive year overall. So for him to, and it was unanimous that all the second place votes went to Mookie Betts, who bested him in war, because he also had a crazy good year, as did Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson. But like, that, that's a top tier talent right there. So uh, speaking of Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson, the Atlanta Braves, Atlanta is going to be hosting the 2025 All-Star Game. It was announced this past week. They were previously supposed to host in 2021 before MLB switched to Colorado after some controversy over the Georgia election law that passed that spring. And we've got uh, 2024 is going to be in Texas. We already know 26 is going to be in Philadelphia. But just wondering, when will PNC Park be welcoming fans and players alike for the summer showcase again? Last time we had it was in 2006. We do have an employee of the, the Pirates who, you know, when he sees Travis Williams in passing at the office, he'll be like, hey, can we get back <laughs> to the PA teams? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, they haven't hosted the most All-Star games, but they've had five, and the longest gap was 20 years in that time. So we're already going to be at, at least that many. 
So you, you just tell me. I'll, I'll put it in my calendar. If you do the math, right, like, there's only so many other stadiums that could have hosted it between 2006 and, and now, right? Like, they're not going to do a repeat in between those years. At least I don't think they have. Um, I would think that that's probably a good bet, 27, 28. Um, obviously, then you get into... 2930 is is most likely going to be the new ballpark that they're going to build in Vegas um, for the A's because I know that there is a rule that um, you have to have a world or not World Series. You have to have an all star game uh, at a new ballpark within the first five years of its of it being open. So that's why we got mm. it in 2006, because uh, that was the fifth year of PNC Park being open. Um, so my assumption would be at some point in maybe 29, 30, 31, uh, once that new stadium is finished in Vegas, uh, it'll be there. Other than that, I got no idea. I mean, uh, I think that's going to be a, a heck of a lot, uh, of work for me, uh, if an all-star game is, <laughs> is, is here. Um, I'm not really, uh, the tickets will sell themselves, to... but all right. Uh, well, I mean, I, I I won't have anything to do with the tickets. I'm more concerned about the people yeah. on the, uh, the that call in from you know Denver asking about the bag policy or something, right? Like, um, no, I, I'm not concerned about that. It's it's just a um, kind of a, a little joke that, that we always have, um, you know, with with us. But it, it's it's fun, you know, talking to talking to different people and um, getting you know questions that you don't think that you would really get um on a on a given day um i will say that that yeah. that's a uh, very um it keeps you on your toes for sure um but it would be super cool to if i'm still you know around and everything like that um it would be super cool to deal with a, an all-star game being being here um and like i said i don't think we would take care of the ticketing aspect of it but Probably it would be super cool just to, yeah, it would be super cool just to, to be a part of that. Um, I was actually at the Home Run Derby in 06 um, I, with with my dad and um, I think uh, another, you know, friend and, and his dad. Um, you know, when Ryan Howard won it, um, I, I actually remember it yeah. pretty, pretty well, um, even though I was, you know, seven years old at the time. Um, but yeah, it was super cool just to experience that. Um, I think it'd be really cool to get another one back, um, especially now being able to, you know, go and appreciate it um, for, for what it is and, and see all the different guys and, and actually, um, you know, have a, have, a, have a good memory of it, right? Because I just kind of have bits and pieces of, of 06. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm hopeful, especially because PNC is routinely listed as the top or one of the top parks in all of baseball. I will say it's not a guarantee for new uh, ballparks to get it because Tampa Bay's actually never hosted the All Star Game, and I, oh, I don't really? think they ever will because it's Tampa. I know that <laughs> it would just be difficult for people getting in there, and yeah, so they haven't actually hosted it, but. Yeah, hopefully in the next couple of years we'll be seeing Pittsburgh listed on the the game list there. But talking about the 2024 season, promotional schedule released this past week. We got Drone Show Nights, Yinzerpalooza is returning, 
the Luau weekend, always a, a fan favorite. Lots of bobblehead giveaways, as well as a Key Brian Hayes gold glove action figure. Uh, one of the days, and a Brian Reynolds City Connect jersey. So, Mike, kind of pivoting back to your role with the Pirates, with ticket packages now on sale, what can you tell us about these flexible plans that fans can look into for the upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, there's the one thing that we do a great job of, I think, um, you know, having dealt myself with uh, the other teams in town, right? Like, I I think I told you, Michael, I, I got season tickets with the Penguins this year. Um, you know, just looking at the different options that are offered. And I know baseball has an unreal number of games to, uh, to be able to work with compared to hockey and, and, and football. Um, but we really have something for everybody, right? Um, we have, you know, packages where you can pick your games, right? Like the promotional schedule is huge for us, uh, in terms of, a lot of people that like the, the, the mini plan options, right. You know, six games that you can pick or, or more, you know, you can pick more than six games um, if you want, but it starts at six games. And um, a lot of people pick just the fireworks nights or maybe just the bobblehead nights, right? Like they love the promotions. Um, so the promo schedule coming out for us is, is super big. Um, the one piece of inside information I do have actually um is is we do have a lot of great bobbleheads coming this year i'm not going to disclose any because i can't do that but <sighs> we have some really really cool options coming i will say that that's all i'll give you <laughs> okay so speaking generally are any yeah. of them former players or are, are they all current players um, I don't know about all of them. I only know about a couple of them. So, uh, there, there's a couple that I know what the, um, the, the goal was with them. I just don't know exactly what the bobblehead's going to look like. So can't really, uh, I can speculate as well. I don't know if we're going to do any former or all current or whatever. I know we do have some um, some theme nights on there or some decade nights. So I, I, I don't know. Um, they only give me so much, so <laughs> I I'll know most of the time. I'll know the same time you guys know. Okay. Now, speaking of things to look forward with the pirates, you know, I'm going to have to pivot to this. We have pirates fest coming up first time in four years yeah. this January. Hopefully the pirates are going to have at least some level of new blood there free agency trade over the next two months. What else can we be, we as fans, be expecting from the event? That's a great question. I, I don't know. <laughs> is that I, when they'll I announce the, the bobbleheads and, and <laughs> the shirt designs? Or is that going to be after the fact? Uh, like I said, I have no idea. Uh, I wish I did, which would be super cool um, to, to be able to kind of throw that out there, right? Um, but I I don't know at all um, any details on Pirates Fest. Um, for any season ticket holders out there, um, I, I do know that they're probably going to try and do something specific for season ticket holders. That's about all I can get. Um, so in terms of anything other than what's already out, I, I have no extra information. I, I've been trying to get it myself because um, yeah. I'm super excited Pirates Fest is back because, you know, that was the one thing that I look forward to, you know, as a kid every year, right? 
um, going to Pirates Fest in, in January or early February and, um, you know, doing all the, the fun activities they had planned and, and stuff like that. So uh, I've been trying to get details just for me, right? But I, I haven't been able to uh, actually, and, and it's even, it, it's more so, you know, I would say probably on the, on the marketing side of, of things, um, which, you know, my, my leadership team doesn't necessarily, you know, obviously know much of what's going on over there until they come and communicate it to us. So um, it's just one of those things where like they're, they're doing their thing and, and we'll know about it when we're supposed to know about it. All right. Well, hopefully going to be seeing new players, old players, lots of fun activities. We'll be uh, talking about that more when we get information. But last thing we want to talk about ahead of Thanksgiving, I wanted to ask you guys what you're thankful for. I, I won't ask you guys what you're thankful for as Pirates fans. Sorry, we've endured too much, too long for that. But I'll ask for your hopes for the upcoming holiday. As Charrington has on several occasions made major moves on high holidays in the past. So if Thanksgiving becomes the next on that list, what signing or trade would you most like to hear about as you are getting ready for a post-Turkey slumber? Ed, I'll go with you first. I don't have a specific name in mind, but I'd like to see one of those starting pitchers come into the team on Thanksgiving. It doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't matter who it is, but you know, one of those upper-level guys that we've been discussing throughout this episode, I feel would be <laughs> it's gonna excellent news something. on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, who are you hoping? Um, I, I'll, I'll, I mean, I said it already and I'll say it again. I, I want, I want to see Jack Flaherty. Like, I think that he's a guy that, um, you know, not change of scenery didn't necessarily help him a ton in Baltimore, but he had good spurts, right? Um, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not really sure why he would leave Baltimore or willingly leave Baltimore um, with, with how they finished this year and everything like that. Um, but if there was a guy, I that, that would be my, my hope. Um, my dream, I guess, if you're asking for my, my, my wish list here, um, would be would be we go and and maybe make a run at Reese Hoskins to fill that first base void. Okay, that would be my dream. I again, do do I think it's gonna that. happen? Do I think it's gonna happen? Probably not. Um, just with all the teams that are gonna be interested in him, um, you know, it it really solidified the fact that he's not gonna go back to Philly when they made the decision to move Bryce Harper to first base full time. Um, so that was, that was big. Again, I, I don't, I don't really see it, fruition, but if I had to, if I had to wish that would, that would be my wish. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping someone like Kenta Maeda or, um, if they go and get, uh, I talked to Ethan Smith about this two weeks ago, Imanaga, the, the lefty out of Japan. Because that's like the tier below that that top group that were in the the QO side. I, I think either of them would be really good ads. Or if they just want to, you know, really get season ticket sales going, just sign Otani. But 
that wraps All it up right, we, for this we, episode. We, we, we joke about that a lot, actually. Um, I, I've, I've said we probably would all have to give up our paychecks for an entire year. Um, just oh, yeah. to, like, <laughs> for, I, for like 10 years. No, like just, and not even like, and that's not, I don't want people to take it the wrong way. Like that's not a dig at anybody. That's just what it's going to take to sign him. Like I, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a dig at, um, you know, any sort of ending that the history that, that the pirates have right No, that's, that's just what it's going to take. Right. Like I, I was under the assumption or impression that he was going to get a, probably a good six, seven, $800 million deal before his his injury but even still somebody might pay him like four or five hundred million like oh yeah you know only um but (laughs) yeah i I think it's gonna i think i think his price is gonna go down a little bit but (laughs) not not too much no he's he's a unicorn so he'll probably go to the dodgers probably for more money than god and uh he earned it but, hey, hopefully we've got some good news coming up. Hopefully we get something that will be a little bit more exciting to talk about. We've got some exciting guests coming up. Appreciate, obviously, Mike joining us. Next time you see Travis William walking through the office, make sure to ask him about Pirates Fest and uh, <laughs> what kind of uh, stuff to expect for next year. We didn't get into, like, the regional sports network stuff. Don't want to put you on the spot with that. But uh, hopefully that gets resolved soon as well. And for Mike, you can follow him on Twitter or X, whatever you call it, at Mike Crawford underscore 17, podcast Boys in the Berg, boys spelled with an I. You can find that on all streaming services. Also find him at Pirates Games next season. Maybe give him a call if you're interested in talking through some of those plan options available. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at 412DoublePlay. Ed, of course, Ed underscore Wassel. Continue listening to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe so you get notified when we drop our new episodes. And from all of us here at the 412 Double Play Podcast, thank you for joining us, and let's go Bucks.